Hey guys, this is Austin. And John. And welcome to what might be the best episode ever of the the Meatgistics podcast. Depending on how you look at it, this could easily be the worst. If you're a fan of uh, violent exclusions coming from the body, then you'll love this one. Today's the day that I finally have to pay up on my bet. Austin has made an entire plate. It's not an entire it is plate. A, it is a ridiculous amount of mashed potatoes. There's like I two want inches I around want it. I want it weighed. Oh, I want it weighed. It's it's about three pounds. Yeah, I'm not eating three pounds of mashed potatoes. I, That's insane. It started out as two pounds, and then everything I put in it was about another pound. I could smell it as soon as I walked in, and my stomach immediately started getting just so, not happy. Like I feel like I have a lot of saliva right now. That's good. That means your body wants it. No, it means I'm getting ready to throw up before I've even begun. Oh, I guess I guess it could go both ways there. Yeah. But so these are. Don't let John fool you and him talking about how horrible this is. These are gourmet mashed potatoes. They're they're mashed potatoes with butter, uh, Parmesan garlic, basil butter, uh, bacon bits. Uh, actually, not just bacon bits, crumbled bacon. Sounds more fancy, I Do think. They, I don't wait, know. you got this at Dylan's and you got the hookup on all that, or you added all this? Oh, I added all oh, of it. Oh, man. Yeah. So then added about eight ounces of Swiss cheese, about four ounces of Asiago. Hopefully you like Asiago. It's kind of like Swiss, but like 100 times better. Um, and then... <laughs> I don't like Asiago. Uh, sour cream and chive. I hate sour cream. Well, it needs dairy for moisture, so... <laughs> It was either that or a lot more. All butter. that's going through my head right now is the scene. I don't know what movie it's from, but it's The Rock is saying, and he goes, "Don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry." <laughs> that's all that's going through my head right now. And do not cry. I tried to top it off with like fried crispy jalapenos, and as I was doing it, John's like, "Get that out!" I here. want nothing else added to this monstrosity. And then just to to plate it so it looks beautiful, uh, we got three chicken strips with it. They're kind of soggy at this point. They've been out for about an hour, so I wouldn't eat those. I'm but not they planning look cool. on it. Um, and then I got myself some potato wedges to go with. See, it. I would eat the potato wedges. <laughs> I'd eat what? potato wedges. What I was it? I went through all of the stages of grief before we began. And the last one, I think, or later on it is bargaining. And <laughs> it was brought up that maybe I could possibly not do this and eat vegan for a week. And it sounded like Brett, who for some reason is sitting in on this podcast <laughs> oh, totally yeah. randomly. Totally randomly, I'm I sure. I to be walking down the hall today at this time. Yeah, he mentioned that he would take these home and eat them for dinner and then I could eat vegan for a week. But I guess <laughs> soonest begun is soonest done. So, what are the chances you like this? And this Zero. Is, this is just Zero. A, this is just a work. There, there is no chance that I like this. Come into it with some positivity, because you and I were talking the other day, and you were like, "You want me to throw up," and I'm like, "No, I don't. I will fail if you throw up." The whole point of this is to make mashed potatoes that you like. It's not going to happen. I, when I tell you that I was a, a child, like a four year old, and they would hide mashed potatoes in food that I liked, and I would spit it out because I could taste the mashed potatoes. Taste this buds. is a lifelong hate of Taste mashed buds potatoes. change so much. Even me, I retry celery at least like once a year in hopes that I like it. Before I begin, let's set like a reasonable section that I have to get done because it's not all of this. At least half. At Whoa. least a quarter. This That's section, not even, a quarter isn't even this a section, pound. right there. Guys, sounds like we no. just bargained for a third, okay? The, the original bet was a plate full of mashed potatoes, and this is not a plate full. There is two this inches section, around the whole This deal. section, right here. Everything inside of this. I, I, I think In fact, we, actually, you know what? 
I don't know that I can eat any of it. This has been out for an hour. This is chicken. If it makes you feel like it a kid. It may oh, have no. gotten something no, it's onto fine. my mashed potatoes. If it makes no, you feel like totally a kid fine. again, you, we can hide it in the chicken strip. <laughs> 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 All right, here it goes. I, you're going to have to do the majority of the talking for the next however long this takes. Well, I figure you need to like get a few bites in, see what it's like, tell us what it is, and then oh, you no, can I'm just... Not, I'm not participating in my own... And then you can, can kind of snack on it as we're going That's not going to happen. <laughs> it will be a concentrated speed run of that amount right there. Oh, wow. Okay. So, Justin, you make sure you get... We want to film this for social media. So, yeah, feel free to get in my shot if you need to. Water close in up fact, in here. In fact, it's even good for my video if you maybe even participate a little bit. So. Get that out of here. All right. Here we go. Three, <laughs> two, one, go. Oh, the cheesiness of them, too. They're, yeah, they're... Oh, that was a big bite. They're very cheesy. Thanks for doing that. All right. He's chewing. Oh, in. solid posture. You're doing okay. You're not good. <laughs> <laughs> Head at a 45 degree angle. We're all rooting yawn, John. Yeah, I'm sure you are. He's holding got the a fork. lot of positive Feels energy. Like a lot of love in this room right Holding now. the fork like a knife, like he wants to use it. Shaking towards the <laughs> mouth for bite number two. Mm. It's it's not that bad. John, I'm, I'm going in for. You right now, can you tell? <laughs> Is there? It's a concerned look. He still he can't describe as Austin uh, takes a potato wedge and dips it in more potato. Gotta love that. That is so good. Oh, it's not. It's like he's running the it marathon like with I'm you. It tastes like eating solid pop-off vodka throw-up. It just tastes like cheesy bacon at this point. He 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 tastes such an extreme level of like, where are you taking it? John, it's potatoes with all the fixings. <laughs> potatoes are what they make vodka out of. I'm just Bad some, vodka. Sometimes. Bad vodka. Are you so, sure? did you have dinner plans tonight? <laughs> to concentrate. <laughs> when I'm nauseous, volume is a is a thing. So, oh, <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> your breath is shaky. <laughs> I just I want some now. They kind of look good. <laughs> That's my favorite part. He's gonna lose it, ladies and gentlemen. This might be it. If you throw up, do you have to keep going no. until you at least get the quarter oh. to third down? It's like a food challenge. You make sure you tag every big food challenge oh. person. Oh. You go, hey. I have not made as much progress as I thought I did. <laughs> I'm trying to think, what's a food that I would do that to that's, like, normally accepted? I don't know if there's a legit one. <laughs> 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 We should have time to this. You're not like allergic to it, are you? No. Might as, okay. well, might as well be. He looks like he's enjoying himself. Be honest, you actually have an addiction to potatoes. And <laughs> is it, I guess, is it as bad as you remember? No. Is it yeah. worse than you remember? No, it's what I remember. Do, does, does all the extras that I put in there to make them loaded, does no, it, it help it. at all? No. Does it hurt? Yeah, <laughs> made it worse. It makes it worse because there's weird bits of bacon in there that shouldn't be in there. Do you do you want me to put more jalapenos on top so it's spicy? Who, I want you to do. Nothing. Whoever said I'd weird? Prefer it if you went away right now. To be honest. <laughs> Who said weird bits of bacon in there and like meant it? Like what does that mean? So while while he's still eating, uh, I I ran out of time. I was going to make them from scratch. I I took tape. 
took taters and turned them into loaded baked potatoes. But I went to Dylan's to get the potatoes. When I when I went up to the deli counter, um, guy finally comes up to help me. He's like, "What can I help you with?" And I'm like, "I want all your mashed potatoes." It's kind of like the scene from, uh, oh, what's the deal with Ron Swanson, where he's like, "I want all your bacon." And I think you misheard me. I didn't say like a lot of bacon or like so many strips of bacon. I meant all your bacon, and I meant all his mashed potatoes. So uh, he actually was like starting to do it, and he's like, "You, what? What'd you say? You want? Do you want all of them?" I'm like, "Yeah, I want all of them." And so finally, it, we repeated a couple times, and he's like, "Okay." And he's about to start loading it up, and he's like, "Actually, can you hold on a second? He's like, "I should, go, I really should go start more mashed potatoes now." I'm like, "Okay," but I guess it, it takes them thirty minutes to cook mashed potatoes. Oh, I was man. like, "What in the world?" Because they just they brought it out of the freezer in a bag. I think they it looks like they sous vide them to heat them up. That's my guess, something like that. Let's hope. But uh, I t- I took all their mashed potatoes. They probably have a certain amount. They're like, "Man, now we got to make more potatoes because this guy." Like, you ever go to a restaurant right when it's closing and they just they don't want to fire up something fresh that they're mm-hmm. gonna have to just put with like PF Chang's? I had that problem with, or no Panda Express. We don't have a PF Chang. That sounded bad. Yeah, how's it going over there? <laughs> I'm avoiding eye contact here because I can see it here. <laughs> we really should have done this at the end of the podcast because you're gonna be a grumpy pants monster the rest of this episode. <laughs> There's the name of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) The question question I have now is, have have people that were started watching totally tuned out, or are they waiting for the wreck? (laughs) It's kind of like when you watch for that wreck, you know? Yeah. Like, does anyone watch NASCAR to watch the race? They watch for the wreck. It's like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's going to hit the wall soon. This went from, like, I think John kind of blowing it up and acting like it was bad to, like, he is actually in it deep right now. Yeah, kind of, because he's focused on, like, the amount that are on each bite so he doesn't waste time. Who's going to need I actually, I, th- I threw away the box that came Very in because I was like, I was like, John's supposed to eat it all, oh. but... I should have saved it. Cause. Take a picture and send it to his wife. She'll be very proud of this moment. Oh, we looked up the name for Fear of Potatoes, but none of us can say it. Uh, pot. John will laugh at this because I can't say it. Pot I'm not n- doing it. Pot non. Pot nonemicophobia. Oh, that was pretty I'm good. Sweating. Pretty good attempt. <laughs> oh, this is great. That's great. My favorite thing it says it's as rare as it is I detrimental. Look. <laughs> you look in distress. <laughs> I need. I need to lose some weight again. Your fear stops people from having delicious home fries, hash browns, or mash is what it says. <laughs> All right, I'm three big bites away. I can do that. I probably live with that. We're going to put that in the fridge, though, because I'll be honest, I'm still going to eat that later. They're not good. Can I have the oh, strips? They're, amazing. they're not good. Can I have the strips for tomorrow's lunch if no one's going to? Sure. Sweet. Oh, this is activating my like childhood rage. Well, this might be. I might need therapy based on this. That scares me. Remind that animal if he wants to talk, he has to be on mic too. But I think you he's got, got a couple, couple more bites. Oh, that little stringy mess! What is that? <laughs> <It's even worse. laughs> 
What was that, phlegm? <laughs> that little thing hanging off, it makes it worse. Look, I know it's shredded cheese. Cheese, which I love cheese. You ever see Fear Factor when they eat the cow's eyes? I could do that. Mm. You could do that? I could 100% this. do that. <laughs> Is there a new Fear Factor? Uh, I thought I saw an episode there was without a, Joe Rogan the other day. It got canceled. There was a oh. newer, yeah. It's they. It just gets to a point of insanity where it's just like, where, how? What else could they do? Mm-hmm. I always like. I'd hate to be on an episode where they eat something. I'm like, put put a million spiders on my face. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to eat. Like you're saying, eyeballs or. Yeah. I mean, use your imagination, but. No thanks. Is that your last bite? Yeah. <laughs> you could just said yeah. <laughs> Is there anything that would make it better? Tofu. I didn't use dairy-free cheese. I seriously considered (laughs) the episode you weren't here doing a plate full of frosting and saying it was mashed potatoes. (laughs) You're sniffing your nose like you vomited and, like, got beat up. It tastes... (laughs) It doesn't taste like vomit. That's too much. But it tastes like really cheap vodka. Like this tastes like eating bad vodka to me. Like, can you imagine like an alcohol you hate takes solid form and has a bad consistency? Let's be honest, this is not a good consistency. Has chunks in it, and then you have to eat it. Do you feel them chunks? Yes. Weird. Out of nowhere, they're like little. And all of a sudden, I'm biting into something, and it's a chunk, and it disappears. It's not nice. What was that? <laughs> the only advantage to the chunks being bacon is that when you do bite into them, it releases like the saltiness and whatever that kind of cuts the rest of the mashed potatoes around it. Man, what an ordeal. Why anyone would eat this on purpose, I have no idea. So if you ever lose another bet and I'm we not do this doing again. This again. Okay. <laughs> if if it happens, I, I will just load you up with like uh like all the cr- all kinds of crap to go in it instead of like delicious, awesome. No, no, goodness. no. Just straight mashed potatoes and no crap would have been better Dude. than this because. No, because I could make it worse. Less volume. No. Twinkies. It's less volume. Twinkies will fill them with mashed potatoes. Let's find ways oh, to accidentally feed him mashed potatoes. Oh, man. I like how Patrick keeps going back to the hide it in his food yeah. ideas. There's, there's a but lot now to I know explore. never to eat a Twinkie that you've given me. Oh, I mean, you were probably going to be sus of that anyway. It's like, why are you just giving me a Twinkie? No, it's a Twinkie. I like hey, Twinkies. check this out. I got Twinkies. Yeah. Would you only eat the Twinkie if it was still in a sealed package? Do then? you call your kids Grumpy Pants Monsters? Grumpy Pants no. Monsters. That's a good name. I just came up with that on the spot. I liked it. Oh, careful. I yeah. don't care at all if that falls on the floor. Oh, I do. Like I said, I'm going to put this in the fridge. This is getting saved. <laughs> what happened there? <coughs> what happened? <laughs> I lose it when people I know vomit. It's there so was dumb. a. Did you think about it too piece hard? Piece of bacon that had like I don't know if it had gristle on it, but it. <coughs> don't go blaming the bacon, John. <laughs> It doesn't look pretty down there, people. It's like in King of the Hill when Bill started to blame the beer. Hank's like, don't go blaming the beer, Bill. <laughs> Are you going to survive? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll be all right. Oh, the no place. actual throw up. That was just what was in my mouth. Okay. 
still doesn't just, look pretty. It's just beer. It's just beer. By having pizza in the same room, if you ruin pizza for me, one what? night I'll be in your house. I won't ruin pizza for you. I could. No, because pizza was in the same room oh. as when I had to eat that. I was going to even joke. I go, I could have put mashed potatoes on that. I'm like, yeah, dude, grab a slice. <laughs> that oh, God, that was terrible. Could put put potatoes under the cheese on That's pizza, what my- and he would never know. What are you talking about? <laughs> I've told you a million times that's what my family would do. They'd They'd pull pizza? up the cheese and put mashed potatoes underneath it. Mm. When I was four, I would take a bite of it and spit it out because I could tell there's mashed potatoes in there. Should have been thinking ahead. Should have not cared as much. <laughs> How would I not care as much? <laughs> if you, I mean, if it's that big of a deal, you could have just been like, I don't really care. Whatever. Not a big deal. I think they knew it was a big deal when they saw me spit it out. No, then you just go, ah, eh, not for me. You it's probably. It's the aftertaste, too. It just stays. You were probably all It doesn't day. ever go anywhere. As long as we don't have potatoes, Mom, I don't care. You said you would eat these Ugh. potato wedges, though. Well, now I'm oh. not eating anything oh. for days, probably. Oh, so now, now I want to know. I tried to ask earlier, and you kind of like poo pooed me. But did you have dinner plans tonight? Do you still have dinner plans? I won't plans be eating tonight? whatever I planned on eating. I didn't have plans for it, though. <laughs> Are you going to start like a, a diet cleanse for the next few days? Now? I don't know what I'm going to do. So what's he, what do you eat when you have a steak? Because most people are steak and potatoes, so you're a steak and... Uh, sometimes french fries. Sometimes french, man. You, yeah, That's thanks. a great choice, but thanks for like, that I still don't understand. How does that not taste like... It doesn't. I don't know why. Like those, normally I would eat those. Now I don't want to. That makes now I want to no take them and throw them across the room. You are right. I am Grumpy Pants Monster now. (laughs) Why did you put that hat on? Because I I didn't bring a hat today. So I needed a hat. I grabbed one. There was two up there. I guess there's two of like all of them. No, there's just like a bunch of them stack on top of each other. All right. Well, that is done. We never have to talk about that again. Oh, it'll get brought back up. I don't think it needs to. It's going to be on social media. It's going to be on the podcast. It's going to be all over our stuff for at least... A couple months. Probably. Somebody emailed me this one of these stories we're going to talk about, and it's not someone that I email back and forth with a bunch, and they randomly said, good luck on the mashed potatoes. That kind of was like, this is going to happen today. I really did go through all those stages of grief, <laughs> denial, <laughs> bargaining, acceptance. You tried to tried to get out of it yesterday, too, <sighs> offering to make the summer sausage I needed to make today. I'm sweaty. Instead. I'm sweating, too. It's just hot in here. Is it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Moving on. Uh, hold on. Oh, sweet. On to the show and tell portion of the podcast. Uh, we got our Bratfest hats in uh, a couple weeks ago. I think we showed those to you guys. I think so. But we have our Bratfest t-shirts in. Uh, so these are... Um, all the volunteers, all the athletes will wear these, and then we have some extras that we will give away as prizes at the dunk tank. So you have to hit a certain number of however many you buy, and then you can get one of these shirts with it. Super soft. Really, really nice. Um, Pat did a good job using the orange of the shirt as a, a background for some of the logo. And on the back, it's got the Wichita Air Capital Flyers, Special Olympics, Kansas logo as well. And purple and orange actually go together pretty well. 
Yeah, that's like uh, I think it's on. I don't remember the tri. It's on the triadic color list for orange, something like that. No, blue is opposite orange. No, nah, blue is a complementary color. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, I think purple is like a triadic. Now I gotta look because you. To be honest, I've never heard that word before, so I know triads. I feel like both of you are right yeah. when you say that. So complementary is blue. Triadic is like a green and a purple. What does triadic mean? I don't know. Something to do with the triads? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Some sort of Chinese mafia ring? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. All right. Another thing. Uh, we went ahead and did some more testing with the Walton's uh, soaker, Smoker Soaker Humidity Towel. So what we did is we took these, which are Magtech thermometers, and we created basically a jury-rigged um, psychrometer. So that's something that measures the relative humidity in a smoker. So our starting, the first I'm thing we did it with. Never checked the summer sausage. Why would you? It's fine. It's fine? It's fine. Okay. Um, now I lost where I was. Psychrometer. We created a jury rig psychrometer uh, in our smoker. We put a smoke stick or smoke sock over one of these. I'm dumber than usual because my stomach is uncomfortably full. <laughs> Why do that? I just had just like that would be like putting celery salt on celery to me. Bad idea. I don't understand. You said you like the wedges. So for those can't that can't see, I just took a potato wedge and dunk, dunked more out of the mashed potatoes. I don't think I would say I like the wedges, but I would eat them. Okay. I like french fries. Like, I will actively seek out french fries. If they have potato wedges and I'm still hungry after I eat my main meal, I would eat some potato wedges. Anyways, back to this, the psychrometer. We put a wet sock over one of these, and we dunked that wet sock into a water container so that it could stay moist the entire time. Then we put the other thermometer about an inch and a half to two inches above it. So what that does is it gives us the temperature reading of the uh, humidity and the temperature reading of, you know, just the air. Um, we then took those readings because these Magtechs, uh, they have a, a wireless connection um, so I can monitor it while I was at my desk. We then took the difference between the two readings. Our standard with just the big or a pan of water was 10% humidity. We managed to get it all the way up into the high 40s. Um, so we had a 400% increase in relative humidity using the smoker soaker towel. So we have a video coming out on that soon. I don't think I did a good job explaining it in the video though. I'm having Patrick put together like a real rough cut of it. And then after that, once I see how badly I did, we'll do it again. And hopefully I can explain it better. Cause I'm pretty sure I did it like all out of order. I don't think we talked about like what the relative humidity was start, like to start with until the end for some reason. Hmm. Yeah, that would make it awkward. Yeah. I'm just now realizing that I think I did that. But anyways, there will be a video coming out in the next couple of weeks about how you can get uh, an increase of 400% in your home smoker, which is going to cut down smoke times, uh, prevent products from drying out, and it decreases the amount of variance there will be in your smoker. So with electric smokers, we see huge waves. This will steady that out a little bit. Yeah. So. so for those who don't know a whole lot about humidity, like just to reiterate, like this is like a huge deal to have humidity in your smoker while you're cooking will completely change for the better your cook process and your final product. So 
definitely be looking out for the video when it comes out. Hopefully soon, but we probably have to reshoot it. All right, moving on. Do you have anything you want to talk about before we get to what is it? Meat matters. See, it's <laughs> not my fault. Struggling. I wonder if it. I read a story once about a guy who, when anytime he ate a certain type of carbohydrate, it actually um, like fermented in his stomach and raised mm -hmm. his blood alcohol content to the point where he got pulled over once for drunk driving. And somehow they eventually figured it out. Like, hey, he was not drinking. This mm -hmm. is something you've heard that story mm -hmm. too. Yeah, some yeah, some people their gut biome is so screwed up that yeah, they literally produce alcohol. Superior. Eh. If it's me, it's superior. <laughs> okay. Then. All right, moving on. Uh, meat matters. So this is uh, from um, a, a user Jay who sent this in to me or a viewer. Uh, it's from the American Conservative, but. It is, the goal is backyard chickens, ducks, and goats, and a chest freezer big enough for half a cow. Maybe someday that, that goal will grow and become something like what Kentucky rep Thomas Massey has, an off-the-grid square of the Shire, nestled in local, largely self-sufficient community, semi-hidden from the lidless eye upon the Potomac. I, I love everything about the beginning of that article. I read it, I just, huge smile. It helped me stave off thinking about the mashed potatoes for a while. Uh, the response to COVID-19, the war in Ukraine, the related inflation, the last few years have given anyone who shops for groceries some things to think about. Food security is not guaranteed. Supply chains are fragile. Americans are fat. Their bodies starving and susceptible to disease, even as they never cease from eating. For health, quality matters too. Excuse me. I would like the chance to do something about it for me and my family. So I have a little note here, but I basically just said it. Very excited about that. Rep Massey would like Americans to have that opportunity, too. The PRIME Act, which we've discussed on here a bunch, is probably a signature legislative proposal. Expanding the exemption from federal inspection requirements of custom animal slaughter. While currently small livestock farmers are subject to the same regulatory regime as the four giants that dominate the American and increasingly global meat production industry, the PRIME Act would allow small-scale operators to process their animals at local custom butcheries subject to state law instead of the large-scale slaughterhouses that have the means to facilitate federal USDA inspection. At the moment, while a lar or sorry, at the moment while a farmer friend can give me a cut of custom processed meat as a guest gift, he cannot sell it to me unless it's been slaughtered under USDA inspection, forcing him to compete directly with the oligopoly. Oligopoly? Oligopoly. I mean, oligarchy, obviously, I do not know what oligopoly means. Oligopoly. It's got to be, it's like monopoly, but in... in uh, the oligarchy. A <laughs> 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 Where else are you going to find comments like that? A market structure with a small number of firms, none of which can keep the others from having significant influence. Yeah. Okay. But, so we're back to the Prime Act. Prime Act is coming back into discussion. Uh, reading through the article, it talked about how it has somewhat stalled, uh, but Massey uh, is using his influence on being on some other subcommittees to push it back in front of everyone. He's got a hearing coming up called What's the Beef? Basically, hey, where are we with the Prime Act? Um, so hopefully we'll start to see things move on this i'm very excited about it austin not quite so much i'm still he has bigger questions i'm still hesitant i don't know why 
like what honestly what is it you think that it it opens the door to lower standards it just it 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 takes more away from like a, a level playing field and puts exceptions in and having to deal with that what and level th- does it does it potentially give uh people a chance to look unfavorably upon the meat industry because if you take if yeah if you add more exceptions where you don't have to be inspected and then what if something bad happens with it and then people start going see this is why we need this and then it ends up expanding um, regulations from what are already there i can i'm catastrophizing yeah that's reductio absurdum i can see like a really bad path for this to go down and i feel like it's not just like me being concerned like i think it's like a realistic path i don't know that it's like super likely but i definitely think it's possible i'd like to go back to your first sentence there though what level playing field are we talking about there is no level playing field in the meat processing industry right now it's dominated 85 percent of it is now the big four it's well no, no, no not 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 that aspect it's it's not though in in the terms of are you federally inspected? Are you state inspected? Are you retail? Are you custom slaughter? Are you, uh, you can, there's still ways to be exempt or not exempt. It's just adding another thing to break up the field more. It just creates confusion. How is it, how would it break up the field more to allow more people to do the same thing? How is that breaking up? That, no, if I anything, think, that's. My understanding is it's, we've got, we've got federally inspected, we've got state inspected. We've got custom slaughter. We've got retail exempt. Like, we're going to add another type of processor into this whole equation. No. You don't think so? No. My understanding is that it is going to let, if I raise a cow and I have it slaughtered, or I slaughter it, and I have a meat processing facility, I can now sell it to you. Instead of you having to buy the cow and bring it to me for custom slaughter, I can slaughter it and then sell it locally which is as it should be. Yeah. I'll reach out to Thomas Massey, see if he's got some time to get on the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Do you get that? No. Patrick's on fire today. That was excellent. Get a good look at a T-bone steak, but... It's from Tommy Boy. It's got to be... It's a great line. Your bull. That was a great line. (laughs) Um, But... Did you get the the lidless eye comment? The lidless eye. Nope. In the the second line was, uh, uh, largely self sufficient community, semi hidden from the lidless eye upon the Potomac. Patrick, is that like the the eye on the back of money? Nope. Any other guesses? Uh, did you guys ever Sauron? read? Sauron. There you go. There like, you go. Seriously? Yep. Yep. That's huh. where it is. I was gonna just about to say, did you guys ever read when you were kids? No. So yeah, that's the that's last time I read. Oh god, that's so sad. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, the big bet on meat alternatives fails. This is from Newsweek. <laughs> Concerns about the meat industry, environmental impact, and carbon footprint have helped popularize plant-based substitutes in recent years. Market shares show that investors rush towards new food trend. But new data suggests that their eyes may have been bigger than their consumers' stomachs. While Beyond Meat was more th- worth more than $14 billion in 2019, it was valued at $827 million as of Friday. Let's, let, let's say that again. 2019, $14 billion. Last Friday, $827 million. 
That is a ca- catastrophic. That sucks for somebody. Oh, so many people lost so much money over those. That's but a 95% share drop. To be honest, I don't think that's all that uncommon. Like they were they were a big valuation, but people in venture capital taking big bets to make a ton of money. It's I mean, and then it doesn't pan out. That's why so many times venture capitalists venture capitalists when they get in early on something that works, they make a crap load of money because the things like this happen where people are like, I'm gonna get in on it and they try and it's a total failure. So if you have if you have five hundred million dollars, right? Like just sitting around. Why not take two hundred million of that, throw it into a thing, hoping it hits, and now you have two billion dollars? Is that what you think the basic thought is? I mean, some of it, yeah. Then why aren't these people just focused on creating like generational stable wealth for their families? Then, right? Like, yeah. it, I, I understand that I'm way more, like I've told Brett many times. If I if I had run this company, it'd be much smaller because I refuse I would refuse to spend money on some of the the things that we spend money on that I understand are necessary. But like from my personal standpoint, I'd be like, eh, that's a really big risk. I don't think I can do that. So I'm probably not the best person to ask about that. But all right, uh, some, sometimes the market expands enough to justify early investment. Often the early investors or investments do not pan out either because that market segment never takes off. And sometimes because early entrants are overtaken. The reason why there are early returns on these investments is because the risk is large and speculative. So exactly what you were saying. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not happy about it. I know they're in that 95% loss. There are tons of normal people who lost a lot of money. But hopefully that brings to light all the nonsense that is the alt-meat industry. There is not the market for it that they're pretending that there is. The fact that it spent, what, less than a year on Burger King's menu before they pulled it. They didn't even pull it quietly. They came out and said, yep, we're not doing this anymore. It's not selling. Because you're not reaching the people you think you're reaching with that. The people, like, something that is marketed to, it has to be not only vegetarian, it has to be vegan. It cannot have a ridiculous list of additives, which all of those do. Mm -hmm. They want clean label stuff. So they're going to eat whole foods, not processed, excuse the whatever, but junk. So, all right, moving on. Um, One one other thing it talks about down in here. Um, I kind of want to fact check it, but I don't know exactly how. So I'm going to have to do some looking. But it says a single pound of beef takes 1,800 gallons of water to produce. That can't be accurate. It's not. There's no way. It's not. it'll, It'll be some lying with statistics thing. That's what it'll be. Well, we're going to talk about alternate information here in a bit, but uh, researchers find hidden gems, and gems are in quotation marks, uh, to meat production. This is from the USDA. Systems bi- biology focuses on the scope and scale of a specific production system from a holistic perspective. That's a heck of a sentence. These systems are inherently complex and are best characterized by focusing on the relationship and interactions between genetics, which is the G, the local environment, which is the E, the management systems, which is the M, and the relevant socioeconomic efforts, which is the S, or GEMS. In other words, 
Systems biology look at how all the different factors interact rather than just studying each part in isolation. For example, uh, Borges, who they're writing about, says that the optimal animal genetics must match the environment. Management systems must be appropriate to maximize the efficiency of the production systems while ensuring adequate productivity, and all meat animal systems must address evolving pressures from society relating to product quality, healthfulness, animal care, and well-being. So, so a bunch of different things. I don't know what Austin is doing over here. He's drawing doodles on his screen. We're trying to do was a it, podcast. I know. Here. I wasn't doing what I, was, what I was expecting it to, and then I had to erase it because I'm... This is the type of brain that we work with here. Um, in addition, he said, these efforts must also embrace new technologies and perspectives such as precision management techniques, genome editing, remote sensing and management, ecosystem services, biodiversity considerations, and water and air quality. Fine with all of those. The one that makes me nervous is genome editing. Yeah, I don't like that. Do not think we want to go down that path. What I'm worried about is they are going down that path. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. And that's scary. I heard something a year ago, maybe two years ago, that said some ungodly amount of the beef we eat is cloned. Like from cloned cattle. How? I don't know. How does that work? I don't think so. I would doubt that. We need to fact check that. All right. Cloned beef consumption for human. January 2008 report by FDA scientists concludes that meat and milk from cow, pig, and goat clones and their offspring are as safe to consume as food from non-cloned animals. So there it is saying that they can do it. But I swear, I heard it was something like, over 50%. Animal cloning no. in the U.S. Yeah. Do we have a problem with that? I don't know if I do. Like, from an ethical standpoint, you're asking, or from, like, a health standpoint? I'm, just from an general, ethical standpoint, already, I don't think so. Because I'm, like, I'm not trying to just say one is the other, but, like, we do artificial insemination. So it's just, like, and, of course, one's made in a Petri dish, but it's just, like, besides that, if they're both meat, is it still considered real meat and, like, is the protein value the same and stuff like that Then at that point? Because I know we're very hard on faux meat and all that stuff and then more so on how they try to push its legitimacy and replacing, you know, very, you know, things that you actually need from real food. So I'm, I'm trying to see, like, is, you know, if we cloned beef and it was to a point to where it was, like you said, ethically sound and all that stuff, what, what qualms would you have with it then? I, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with it from an ethical standpoint. My question would be, I don't know. It, it sounds a little bit weird, I guess. But, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think I have a problem with it. Um, what is this? Fresh ground beef is the most popular cut types among consumers. No, that's not it. Yeah, as this says 70% of the Holstein cows bred in the United States are artificially inseminated. I mean, yeah, that's that. That's a thing, obviously. Yeah. But, but that's not cloned. I don't think cloning. I bet. All right, I'll I do some research. I know small. I know where I read it, so I'll go back and try and find that, see if I can find an article on it. All right, moving on. Extension workshop to promote meat safeties from Farm Progress. A two-day workshop this summer hosted by the University of Nevada, Reno Extension, will train people in the meat industry 
on how to create a plan to safely harvest, process, and distribute meat products. Participants at the July 18th, 17th through 18th event will learn how to create a hazard analysis critical control point or HACCP plan. The plan is a management system recommended by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration in which food safety is addressed through the analysis control of biological, chemical, and physical hazards from raw material production, procurement, and handling to manufacturing, distribution, and consumption of the finished product. So anybody out there who is getting ready to create their HACCP plan or has to make updates to their HACCP plan, go check with the University of Nevada. Uh, It'll be July 17th and 18th event, um, and they will absolutely have some good information for you yeah or just in general a lot of a lot of everybody state universities if they have a meat program they're going to have an extension office talk to them about HACCP if you're a commercial operator and you have any questions at all talk to your university local university extension office about what they can do to help you out with HACCP because a lot of them will help so don't just guess don't guess. Don't guess. <laughs> Don't guess. Guessing is not a good idea here. All right. Regenerative farm or farmers lead the charge in restoring bird habitat. So this is interesting. Um, Monique actually sent me this, and she sent it for a different article, but this one kind of caught my eye. Um, Although you may initially find it hard to believe animal agriculture, particularly raising cattle, is a viable solution to many of the issues facing bird populations today. Grazing ruminants like cattle, bison, and sheep are inextricably linked to grassland, forest, and wetland restoration. Grasslands actually need animals to flourish. In the most basic sense, a grazing herd fertilizes and aerates the soils by trampling old plant matter, manure, and urine into the ground. All the while, they feed on native grass, inedible for humans, effectively transforming them into nutrient-dense and bioavailable animal protein. When pastures are grazed responsibly, they're allowed a period of rest and regrowth. Living plant roots continuously store carbon, improve water filtration and storage, build soil, and mitigate the negative effects of erosion, flooding, and drought. When we shift to regenerative animal agriculture on grasslands around the world, we restore bird habitat by working with nature instead of against it. So one of the things that is somewhat interesting about this is when I go visit other places like Minnesota, Montana, and I tell them I'm from Kansas, they always say, oh, your pheasant hunting is, you know, amazing. Your quail hunting, it's like it's not that good. Used to be, I guess, like way back in the days in the 90s and the, give me that, give me that. Wait, You're so not paying any to give me that. I am listening. You're not allowed to have that. So do they not bring up Dorothy? <laughs> you won't give it to me. What? They don't bring up Dorothy and Oz and Toto? They do not bring that up. No, we've well, moved past that. 20 years ago, you probably had to deal with uh, that, but oh nobody man, asks yeah, anymore. Was, yeah, all the but, time. Yeah, the time. so restoration of, of grasslands, of habitat for those animals, hopefully brings it back. You want, He's smiling at me because he <laughs> wants to go back to that little stupid pen thing so badly. I have ADHD and yeah, I have to be doing two things at one time. Today, you're yeah. really bad. I think you were too excited for the uh, potatoes. And once that was done, you just shut off. I just had a totally awkward schedule today. I've sat, I've sat at my desk for a grand total of like three minutes. Yeah. I take that back. I had a couple meetings, but I don't really call it sitting at my desk. I was in my you're office, doing other but things. I wasn't doing anything yeah. there. Yeah. And after this, we have to, you and I have to meet about the oh, Google stuff. Yeah. So. So, yeah, so bird populations and stuff like that. Um, Pheasant, I don't think, has ever really been as good as it was 
for a while because of like drought and changes on stuff. Uh, some people would say it's a massive climate change. I just, I would argue that it's just natural changes in climate, but uh, pheasant population has been down. Quail uh, used to be really good, mm -hmm. got really bad, has been coming back and doing a lot better. Um, overall, I wouldn't say either are like in a fantastic spot, but I don't think either are in like a, a dire position. But when we go on that big pheasant hunt out in Colby, Kansas, every year we see way, and I know there are more of them, but like way more quail, mm -hmm. uh, like hundreds to one. And you didn't used to see. Like, and most of those ones are Kansas. planted birds. Yeah. So like the first year we went, we get there and everyone's talking about how dry it's been and how nobody's seeing birds. And we walk the first field and we kick up like 10 pheasants said to the family. I'm like, hey, you plant any of those? He's like, huh? plant because i don't know what that means i was like oh okay we i did i went on a hunt with my older brother one time that uh he was in the, works in the oil industry um and whoever was doing it was like a vendor of his and no one had like really been hunting before except for cole me my dad i don't know if my little brother dylan was there or not um but at least three of us were and we go out in this field and we're seeing these things get up and and we're like this is fishy. Yeah, they, and, and we're all like kind of looking at each other and talking back and forth. We think it's planted. We finally uh, get to the end. We asked the guy that uh, was running it. We're like, you planted these. And he's like, yeah, well, sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah but don't let everybody else know because most people don't know the difference. They're people, out there to hunt and they thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Right. Give them a great experience. Uh, those of us that actually hunt with some regularity. We look at it and we're like, those are pen raised birds. Those are not wild. Yeah, birds. they just act different. But whatever. If it gets people into it, I'm for it. All right. Egg prices finally plummet nearly 14%, but meat, frozen fruit climb. Here's how US grocery bills changed in May. The price of a dozen eggs plummeted 14% in May, according to a new report published on Tuesday by the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Its biggest month decrease in more than 70 years as inf inflation fell to its lowest point in more than two years. Uh, so it average price for a dozen grade aid eggs went from 267, fell to 267, more than $2 from January's record high of 482. I cannot believe that eggs were $4.82 a dozen in January. I, got, I was. I go, I'm just not getting eggs. Who needs eggs that much? I eat a lot of eggs. For what? I think I just eat a lot. I think I'm done saying I eat a lot of this. I think I just eat a lot. Just pivot. Mm -hmm. There's probably something else you could have been eating. You just went, oh, I would rather gripe about eggs <laughs> being expensive instead of just looking what's next to it. I was supporting the egg farmers. Thank you. We definitely oh, slowed. Oh, you were doing? We slowed down on eggs, but still, we didn't stop, but... We, we can't with that, kids. It's like our go-to for, yeah. for kids' breakfast yep. in the morning because we can cook eggs really fast so it's not something that's prepared and processed, and it gives them, they easy. like it, yep. it's easy, lots of protein. Um, you put things on it that they it. like. I'm going to yeah. put you yeah. on to some vegan alternatives. You are uh, not going to do that. <laughs> Every cool like breakfast so bar I get. That was, you've been I, rolling 20s? All episode long? I'm that was your first 20s. one. Oh, okay. Sorry. Bad job. I don't even know. <laughs> the decline in egg prices, however, was not enough to stave <laughs> off rising prices at the grocery store, which increased 0.1% from April to May after two months of narrow decreases. That's such a lie. There has not been decreases at all. I don't believe that for a I second. will say this. My grocery bill the other day, because I stopped the whole don't look at my grocery bill thing for a while, 
Um, I was expecting it to be like 150 and it was 140 something. So I, it could have just been, you know, whatever. I might have forgotten to pick something up, but slightly down, or at least it's not going up anymore. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't, maybe I'm missing it or the stuff I buy is not going down, but I was even just at the store to just buy like a bag of chips the other day. And like Tostitos chips are like five and a yeah. quarter now. Yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. You can't like I buy nothing name brand at all anymore. Everything is either like Dylan's brand or Sam's brand. Like name brand stuff is out of control, expensive. Normally now for gun parts, yeah, no, those <laughs> I normally on stuff I am like all in on generic because I usually I to be honest I usually think generic is better for some weird reasons mm. but like where they get me is like tostitos i really like their like uh the habanero flavored Got chips it. or the 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 queso or the lime do you like Can't guacamole yeah okay dylan's both their lime chips and their guacamole chips are better than any of the tostitos flavored chips really their, their guacamole chips are might be my favorite chip of all time and their lime chips are way better than the Tostitos lime chips. The Tostitos lime chips taste like they have a chemical in them to me. They probably do. The, right, right. <laughs> That's a very good point. They taste chemically. The The Dylan's ones don't. You know, the Aldi barbecue brand chips? Those mm -hmm. are, mm. Yeah, no. And they're actually big size, too. I feel like you get any kind of Lay's, you can't find a single chip that's not pulverized. So. I can't think of the name of it, but Aldi's often has one. I think it's called like a Sacita. It's a round chip. And it's super red. I don't know. It's really good time. if you see it. It's like sasita or something like that. It's like a salsa or something. Do you have to whisper when you say it? Sasita. Like, I don't want to make sure I'm saying it right. <laughs> Chicago. All right. Uh, those increases included ground beef, which jumped 2% from $1.87 to $1.92, as well as whole chicken, which increased a dollar, or sorry, 1.9% from $1.82 to $1.92. Fresh fruits and vegetables increased 3%. Uh, potatoes were up. Just keep jacking the prices on those potatoes. Get them to the point where mashed potatoes are a thing of the past. Uh, lettuce was up 6.7%. Lettuce is expensive. Like, I, that being, <laughs> becoming an adult, that might have be what surprises me the most is the cost of lettuce. There's nothing to it. Yet, like, a three pack of romaine lettuce is like eight bucks. Oh, you're not paying for the lettuce. You're paying for the labor and everything else that goes into to it. To washing it? Mm-hmm. You're paying for the farmer to be out there and his equipment. You're paying for uh, the packaging and the processing and it's sitting on the shelf. The lettuce itself is like a zero-cost function. So what I've eventually come to is just don't eat lettuce or most vegetables. Or, or. I'm helping the environment. Grow it yourself. I don't know what it's called, but... Um, it's actually through through FedEx. We get like rewards points, and we had like we actually maxed out on our points. We had to so use something with FedEx, and so I'm looking. I'm like, I'm like I don't know. We get something. They had this like they have this like this like plant growing contraption. You just put little pods in it and hydroponics. Uh, water underneath. Yeah, I uh, think that's hydroponics. Light thing over the top. Um, lights come on for eight or twelve hours a day. It just grows a single plant works great it's awesome we've been growing like lettuce in that basil uh i don't know what else but works awesome so I think as long as you don't eat like a ton of one of those things um 
you can just you don't even have to have like a full garden. You put you grow it. You can grow it inside. Right. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, that was uh, when I was like in middle school. We had somebody talk to us about how hydroponics is what they use in uh, Japan because they have such little like fertile so- or fertile soil, um, and that was going to be like the wave of the future. Never really took off. I don't think it's scalable. They also don't taste nearly Ooh. as good. Like, well, these ones, these these are fairly okay. They're they're fine. They're good. The basil actually is very 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 strong. Basil is really good. Um, but like, um, when when you go to the store and you buy tomatoes, if you buy them in the little clamshell package, mm-hmm. those are almost always hydroponic tomatoes. Okay, those do not have flavor. Like, yeah, it's a good looking tomato. It eats fine, tastes okay. But do that and then ha- grow your own tomatoes at home, and it is a night and day difference. Yeah. The flavor is intense on a homegrown tomato, and it's just it's nothing. We did strawberries in our garden last year, mm-hmm. and that is a huge one. Yeah. Like the difference in store bought strawberries and strawberries from your garden. Now the downside is for whatever reason in our garden, if we didn't pick the strawberry like the day it ripened, it would either rot underneath or something would get it. So you guys sound like the people that read the book. Oh, it's way better than the movie. We, we <laughs> no, we don't understand. We take our time, like we see. But here's the deal: the, what, the, what's really happening in that the scene, book is always really better than the movie. Scene, no, no, you don't know. Is, Wait, name me other than Jaws. Name me one book that's better than the movie. Other than the Jaws, and everyone's like, "Wait, Jaws." Other better. way around. Sorry, one movie that's better than the book. Other than Jaws. You're gonna get so mad. You better not say Lord of the Rings. I was gonna, uh, That's I was the gonna... dumbest take have you ever, you've ever had. You can watch the 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 extended versions in a 24 hour period and and feel amazing, and you cannot even read a single book in a 24. hour Those period. Mo- first of all, they're like 300 page books. Of course you can yeah, read them. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't. <laughs> How slow do you read? Yeah, I'm telling you, man. You I've don't... seen you read. You read super fast when it's like technical stuff. How yeah. can you read slower when it's entertaining? Well, like I don't like read word for word. When I go through and read something, I just kind of like look at the paragraph and like pick out <laughs> some 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 words and piece it together as I'm going. Yeah. So you can't do that with a book. You, oh, you have, have to it, read like, every word. You have advanced HDHD it, or ADHD. So yeah. I get what he's saying though, because some things I'm just bam blazing through. But a book, I feel like you're I. Th- I at least think I'm supposed to like look through every. You ever start like a first mission on a video game, and you're like, I think something's hidden behind this rock over here. <laughs> right. So I'm gonna go avert from the story and do that. Yes. I almost do that with a book. I'm reading a page, and I go, Hold on, let me reread that to make sure. Hold on, who's this guy's name? Who's this guy? And I'm like, and then my mind starts to drift, and then it's over, dude. All right, but especially in the Lord of the Rings books, they have the whole like Elven language to look at, try and figure out, like you. Didn't find that interesting. You just want the fights and the explosions. Uh Oh, God. Moving on. So, yeah, so strawberries are fresher out of your... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That tastes better. Thinking of strawberries and stuff like that, I forget what the name of it is now. It's going to drive me nuts. It's somewhere, like, kind of south of us, maybe east and south a ways. Um, But there's, like, a... I don't know. It's an orchard. It's a... Is it the pecan place? There's, there's a place somewhere around here, somewhere where you're explaining that you can go pick pecans. I don't know. I think it's pecans. But they just, I assume strawberries are over now. They had strawberries um, like three weeks ago. They, they like stage all the all these different fruits like through the year. So mm-hmm. there's like apples and then there's peaches and strawberries oh, and that's another fun. kind of apples. I haven't gone picked and anything in a long Their time. stuff is amazing. And you can go pick it yourself? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you have to go pick it yourself. Try and go find, or try and find me that. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll like that. All right, next one is from Yahoo. It says, experts agree one type of seasoning you should avoid. Um, it's garlic. No. It I says, what? they said garlic is the worst seasoning for inflammation and that ginger can help boost your metabolism and reduce inflammation. Who wrote that? Now, go... The ginger? Go, <laughs> is there a higher popula population of vampires go in back the country and, go, than I'm aware? Go back and look at this. Right underneath that, where it says that, on the one note, the next one is six benef garlic benefits to boost your health. Number three is that it works as an anti-inflammatory. Oh, we, we have way too much information. We have way too many articles being written, probably a lot of them by bots or by AI. The AI said this was going to happen. And AI doesn't know what's right and what's wrong. So it's just like, no, say this. Oh, if you're listening in the future, AI, I'm on your side. Buddy. It's going to come to a point where you're not going to be able to trust a video an audio file, a picture, anything. John gets mad at me. I talk to my chat GPT like it's a human. Why do you do that? <laughs> I'll go, hey, what's up, dude? No. Been? Long time. And I go, I'm really looking at, dude, I, it's so cool to bounce ideas off of. It gives you good lists and stuff. Do not be nice to it. I want to be polite. Why? Well, you're, I, you're Don't give it a personality. It does so not have a personality. It's a person we don't know when we're emailing. I'm Absolutely not. Shit. I'm at that's work. So, we're Austin, we're so done. <laughs> you're going to be the first on the hit list. Uh, well, that's I'm already you're the first on the hit list. Somebody told me a couple months ago, they're like, that's going to get you on a list. I was like, oh, uh, like, I'm already on so many lists. It's not even you just funny. Made the list. <laughs> Another wrestling reference no. John gets right there. <laughs> All right. So moving on from that one. Um, this isn't really something about the podcast, or, but it's kind of tangentially about food. I can't find that anywhere. I've been looking for months because I love it on my burritos. It's the, it's like the sriracha uh, with the green cap in the jar. It, its actual name is Hoi Fung Chili Garlic Sauce. I love it. It's been at everywhere. You cannot find it. I finally looked it up on Amazon. People are selling three eight-ounce jars of it for over a hundred dollars. I could be reselling jars of sauce. This is what happened with our apple habanero stuff. Oh yeah, we went from selling a couple a month to 180 you in a single month. That people yep. think they want that's exclusive. They yep. go, oh, I gotta have it. But anyone who's buying that and you're not making six figures and don't have kids or anything better to do with your money, what are you doing? Living L-I-V-I. <laughs> find something else. Don't no. do that. Some people have stupid money. Right. Like, sure. And if you do, fine. No problems. They have but if it's somebody to... like Patrick or well, somebody I, like yeah. me, and, and well, I don't have kids, but and I had kids and I... No, was... we discussed this yesterday. You basically have kids. Yeah, my dogs. Yeah. yeah. You, you slept on but, your dog's bed for three so hours. Saying, the don't night. buy expensive sauces. Kids. He's not feeling well. <laughs> so don't buy expensive sauces. Don't spend $100 on three eight-ounce jars. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, I wouldn't do that. It's insane. I, People I, obviously are, though. I waste $100 on... Way dumber stuff than that. Right? Really, that that's only like seventy dollars a pound. When you look at it that way. <laughs> oh yeah, that's so much better. Was calculating up uh, the the little micro market we have in the mm -hmm. break room. You can buy stuff from the uh, one of the jerky things back there. It's over forty dollars a pound. Actually, it's not jerky. I think it's snack stick. I don't know. It's one of the Jack Link's things. Yeah, uh, those are hard. To over buy. forty dollars a pound. I need to get stock that's in that insane. back there. Insane. A little kickback, if you know what I mean. So. <laughs> that's yeah. insane. Why don't no? Why don't, uh, all right, real real quick, funny story. Start a business. Uh, um, Josh said he talked to somebody who was at the um, wild turkey hunt that your dad and I went to. 
he called up and he was like, hey, he's like, uh, how do I buy some of that jerky? And Josh is or he's like, I, you know, I was at this thing. I had some jerkies, amazing jerky. How do I buy it? And Josh was like, no, we don't, we don't really sell it. And the guy got mad. <laughs> he's like, what? Why? Why wouldn't you sell that? Why don't you make that? Josh finally had to explain to him. He's like, listen, most of our business is done to other commercial customers. If we start selling things commercially, we're in direct competition with them. And he's like, oh, okay, I guess I get that. But he was, Josh said he was like mad that he oh, couldn't just buy it. Yeah. It's also, I, I don't know if I should say this or not, but I will. Um, Jerky is one of those things that like so many people will like get on the bandwagon of like, that's the best jerky I've ever had. Right. And you hear a lot of guys go like, yeah, I'm starting up my own jerky business because all, all my friends and family love it. And it's just, you got to be real careful with some of the jerky stuff because people just get so just, uh, it's just it's so preferential. Mm -hmm. It's not there's not as as good of an objective standard. It's so subjective. So people are like, oh, this is the best. But yeah, I mean, you go down the road, somebody right. else has somebody some else really good some, jerky yep. too. Yep. So. so it's hard to separate yourself in that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, U.S. beef or U.S. beefs up campaign to ensure accurate animal welfare claims on meat and poultry packaging. Now, this is really just because we talked about this recently, but mo both meat producers and animal welfare advocates say the USDA isn't ad adequately sustaining the claims or ensuring they meet consumer expectations. The USDA lets producers define some terms, including humane, which can lead to widely varying conditions for animals. Other claims like free range are clearly defined by the USDA, but some producers are skirting the requirements. The USDA must approve all animal welfare claims on meat and poultry labels before products can be sold, but unlike organic claims, which are verified in person by government regulators, animal welfare claims are substantiated with paperwork submitted to the USDA. So it's basically, yeah, we're doing this. Yeah, my chicken each have four feet of grass they can walk on. Nobody checks on it. Somebody out there should, like, try to push it to, like, the extreme instead of, like, just saying humanely raised. Humanely raised with love and care. Yes. Like, how, how, how far can we push it? What, what would be the ultimate? Like, I treated this cattle like a pet. Slept indoors. Daily massages. Instead of buying ground beef... You can buy ground Lucy. <laughs> We've talked about that Frank. before. Yeah, the they're all named from yeah. an individual. Cow. Try and find one with my name on it. Yeah, so. that would be a, a huge hit. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, there was a whole thing with the people putting names on things. We made the joke too. Other people made it also. It's like I spent an extra forty-five minutes trying to find one with my name on it. Maybe we should. Maybe this is our. We're we're gonna actually start selling meat. This is our this is our entry into the market. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna start selling named. Named me. I'd be down for that. I think it, it's a it's probably as big of a market as Beyond Beef. We could be worth fourteen billion dollars, just as long as we sell out before we fall back down to eight hundred million. I don't know what I'd do with that so type we, of money. Oh yeah, so let's not even try you'd, it. Let's. <laughs> you'd buy Hoi Fong. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'd actually get some. Um, all right, so Alpha Gal is back in the news, and I know we talked about this a long time ago, saying that it looked like they were saying. It's possible that it would last 9 to 18 months. They are now back to saying it is incurable. It is with you forever. Ooh. So other than sharks, that is my biggest fear right now. Oh, I totally forgot. You are going to have a new fear, I hope. If you don't, I'm going to be a little disappointed. Okay. But have you seen the latest, quote-unquote, shark video? Yeah, the guy getting eaten? 
No. Oh, no. There's bears that live in the ocean. Oh, I saw. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Flip is going to Destin. <laughs> yeah. So he was. That happened. And a boat captain saw a 20 foot great white right off the coast of Destin. They used to say that they did not go into the Gulf, period, at all. And then they were like, no, they're here, but they're not big ones. 20 foot's about as big as they get. Would it be better to be in the Gulf or on the Atlantic I'd side? still be more comfortable in the Gulf side. Really? Yeah. Just, I, I don't know why I would be. Interesting. So, um, all right. Last five minutes, non-meat thing. Who wins in a fight, grizzly bear or silverback gorilla? Oh, man. What's a silverback gorilla? A big one. What? What is a silverback gorilla? It's just, it's a, just a gorilla. It's just a big no, the, gorilla. the there's one silverback in each pack. They get older. They get the silver fur on their back. And they're the dominant male in the pack of gorillas. Oh, if it's old, I'm going with the grizzly bear. Okay, oh. that makes it easy. Because <laughs> in my mind, it's not even a contest. I'm not going to say it almost came to blows between me and Flip. The other day, but I was, I think less of him now <laughs> because he wants to argue the, the gorilla? silverback could win. No, there's no world in which the silverback would even stand a chance. I mean, they're strong, but yeah. They don't have they don't have the the mouth and the jaw and the teeth or Claws. The, the yeah. Yeah, they have they have hands like us. Hands. I mean, they're much stronger than our hands. But a grizzly bear has knives, six inch knives on the end of each of its hands. It would swipe that once. They break moose's backs with a swipe of their paws. Apparently, it says silverbacks are less aggressive, too. Unless yeah, oh, yeah, they're way less. I mean, they're plant eaters. Yeah. They don't want you messing with their family, but other than that, they're not going to come seek you out. I, I'm, I mean, I'm more afraid of being, I don't want to say in a room with, but like if I'm camping and I go, oh, my God, there's a, there's a grizzly bear right there. Or, oh, my God, there's a pack of gorillas. I'm a little bit more concerned about the bear, honestly, because I've seen, oh, more, yeah, 100%. I've seen more friendly interactions yeah. where people can just, like, well, I'm not a threat to you. Don't look at me and they exactly. walk away. Or they Don't get, make eye contact yeah. with the gorilla do and, like, and try and, like, just stay chill. still. It, it wants Meanwhile, nothing to do with you. slowly get close and go, go, I can eat you. Oh, your, your food. Yeah. Yeah. The, so that was easy. So article I, I pulled up from silverbackgorillatours.com. Okay. It's got to be legit. Uh, says silverback gorillas are nine times stronger than the average adult male. Oh, Only I feel surprised like, it's not more than that. that. I, I, yeah, I feel like bears has got to be a lot more than nine times. Uh, I, that's a good question. I don't know. But there's just, we saw this stupid flip sent something. He's like, it had each one like listed strengths and weaknesses or whatever. And it just got to the bottom and said strength. And the silverback had like, it said 4,400 pounds and grizzly 1,100 pounds. It's like, strength of what? Like, is that deadlift? How are you quantifying that, that you know, if that number? Gorilla could, I mean, it's it's probably going to be smarter. So maybe it could use a weapon and then, like, kind of, like, pick its moments. Or, like, maybe climb a tree, jump, have a little bit more element of surprise. Cerebralness, maybe, com incomparably. He was, Flip was like, oh, it could punch it. It's so strong. Like, first of all, a grizzly's skull is going to break any hand that's trying to punch it. It doesn't matter what it comes from. Grizzly standing up. It's, yeah. it's towering over that it's, guy, it's, so. it's not even close. So like I'm saying, if he goes, oh, I can use weapons and I need to use this and has the element of time and surprise and like like wear it down maybe. No, but the grizzly would know the gorilla's there from... My, their noses are Ooh, unbelievable. Go. Okay. 
And a gorilla, all it eats is plants. I That's it. I, I wish I cared more about this. This is one yeah, of the so, Right. Okay. Like, I yeah. like to think, because I do like Flip, I like to think that he saw how it worked up I was getting about it and then decided he was yeah, going to make the, the hard stance on gorilla. Because he can't be that stupid. Oh, <laughs> Gorillas only get up to like six feet tall. Grizzly bears are eight feet. Uh, that's a oh okay. That's a grizzly bear, not a brown bear. So, do you know what the difference between a grizzly bear and a brown bear is? Access to the ocean. Other than that, there is no difference. Grizzly but, bears are also like ten miles an hour faster and and much meaner. If you see a brown bear in the wild, you better hope it's a brown bear, not a grizzly bear, because brown bear, for the most part, just walk by. Uh, grizzly bears, they're like, oh, we don't have much to eat here. I'm coming for you. So, cool. Anything else? This sucked. I hated this podcast. Least favorite podcast of all time. No, this was one of the best. Least favorite. You can take a bite on the way out. I'm not. I, I've fulfilled my requirements for eating any potato product for months and months and months. I probably won't eat dinner tonight. I probably won't eat breakfast. I am so full. Was there a difference between eating and drinking mashed potatoes? Because those look pretty soupy over there. <laughs> was that soupy for mashed potatoes? It didn't seem soupy. It was a little thin. Okay. They weren't very fluffy because I put so much stuff in it. You're right. If you hadn't put so much stuff, I'm tired now. It's all those carbs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll see you guys. Thanks for checking out the Meat Jistics Podcast. To shop everything but the meat, head on over to Waltons.com. To get your meat processing questions answered by experts and enthusiasts alike, head on over to our online community at MeatGistics.com. Waltons, everything but the meat.